Welcome to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. Begin. Breathwork has changed my life. I've become a breathwork facilitator and now I don't do a single coaching session with my emotional eating or sugar addiction clients pretty much without breathwork because I just see the massive impact it has. And if you've never done activated breathing, try it out. I lead live daily sessions every day, Monday through Thursday in Zoom. You can just pop on and join. Or if you're in Austin in person, come join me for a live class. The transformations are amazing. And what breathwork does is it it clears stress, it clears anxiety, it clears deep emotions from the body. From very young age, even in the womb, we hold emotions. Our bodies remember. So if you say you were five years old and you felt such deep anger, maybe you were slapped for something and you couldn't express because you'd get in trouble, and then you swallowed that emotion. It gets stored in the body. How many times may you, when you were little, did you need to cry and you were told don't cry or you're a cry baby and you had to swallow it and hold it in? That gets stored in the body. Same thing with laughter. Laughter gets stored when we're told not to laugh or be loud or let our creative expression out because we're being too much. We hold that in. And then it becomes, these emotions become repressed. And then throughout the day, they just accumulate and accumulate, accumulate if we don't have ways to express them. And that becomes depression. And then eventually it manifests into disease, dis-ease in the body, manifests into all sorts of things, thyroid issues, destructive behaviors, addictive behaviors, because there's just so much pent up. And so what breathwork allows is that these emotions to start moving through. It is amazing. It sounds, it may sound woo-woo. Y'all, I was a chemical engineer. I was not in the woo-woo space at all, but I just watch the releases people are having. I mean, every single session, even if we just do a 10-minute breath work, how much peace you can find in a simple session. I just did one with my best friend from LA. She's a new mom, and she just holds so much, and she doesn't have that many outlets because she just doesn't have that much time. She works as well. And so we just sat on Zoom, did a quick release, and I mean, she, it was one of the first times she's felt stillness And she felt her mind come down in so long. And it gave her such a creative excitement. She texted me like two days later and she's like, you have no idea how much that helped me. Now she's like, she used to like make all this jewelry. And so she sent me all these pictures. She ordered a bunch of these, the beads that she's going to make for um, these bracelets she's making. And just like that refuel and creativity. And that's what breathwork does. It sheds all the stuff that holds us back. All these limiting stories and patterns that get stuck. And it clears them out. And it may sound too good to be true, but like if you could see what I see when people go through these sessions, it's insane. And I'm blown away every time. So I just can't speak enough about it. I do it every single day. And I highly recommend you try it. There's free videos on YouTube. I just started a YouTube channel with some videos. You can check me out on there or, or even on my Instagram. I have some short videos. Just try it out or join me live. Join me live. It's so much different live because you just show up in a different way than a YouTube video. Same thing with like, exercise classes when you know you're being watched and accountable and you can shut your video off but just knowing that someone's there makes such a difference in the way you show up for it so plus if you have questions if you're new so monday through thursday come join me and this is huge for sugar and and binging because so often the reason we binge the reason we're reaching for sugar is to numb some emotion that wants to be expressed so we can let that kind of stress and those emotions out and actually feel them let them go then there's no need to numb. So it's been one of the most game-changing tools I've found, and I just want to share it with every single person I meet because it's so helpful.
So try it out. And now for the show. My name is Ellie. I'm a former chemical engineer, gone health and emotional eating coach. After a lifelong sugar addiction, binge eating, I felt completely out of control when it came to food. But over this journey, you know, now being in a place where I really do feel like I have food freedom, that I'm not a slave to sugar cravings, that I haven't had a junk food binge in probably eight years, like it's such a huge feat. And I don't say this to brag, I say this to give you hope if you're somebody who is struggling with sugar addiction. I know when I was really in the depths of it and felt so bad about myself and was just constantly consumed with food thoughts, I didn't think, I thought that was forever. Like I didn't know a life without that. But so I want to give you hope and know that there is a light at the end of this tunnel and you're going through this for a reason, to learn, to learn tools and to come back to your higher self. And I want to give you tips and tools. This is going to be a quick mini episode for Easter. If you celebrate Easter or you're going on a road trip this weekend, and this can be for any weekend or any holiday, really, but we're going to specifically give you tips for Easter. But again, you can apply this to like any party, any social outing, especially with COVID kind of rules laxing and social things are coming back. And and when it comes to sugar and it comes to binge eating, there are certain foods that can trigger massive binges and so it's learning how to navigate those learning how to really honor your boundaries creating your boundaries with food and showing up for yourself and realizing this isn't about deprivation this isn't about telling yourself you can't have something but it's really choosing consciously how you want to feel like choosing that you want to feel free from food if that's something that you want feel free from food thoughts to not be consumed by them to feel energized to feel good in your body like choose that versus some quick hit of dopamine from some food choice but it can be you know so much easier said than done so a lot of times it is just setting up your environment setting up and planning ahead of time to set yourself up for success especially if you're in the beginning of this journey it does take more conscious effort and then as you get you know you go through it you get into patterns get into rituals it just becomes your life this is what i see with clients every single day just practicing these tools and not letting a setback mean that you failed there are no failures on this journey. Lapses happen. Things happen. You know, over these I, like past eight years, yeah, I haven't had a binge on junk food, but I have had binges on like figs or like certain foods that now, you know, they're real food, but they still, you know, I've, I've had little lapses like that. And so it's just like, how quickly can I forgive? How quickly can I come back and realize like, hey, what was going on for me? Oh, I was stressed out. Oh, I just like, was so tired and really wanted sugar um and can I forgive myself like what would I do next time you know and it's just becoming more conscious more gentle with yourself because when we shame ourselves guess what happens that shame is usually the reason one of the biggest drivers of, of binging and of reaching for the sugar is not wanting to feel that shame and so when we shame ourselves it usually just leads to a binge later on because restriction out of self-loathing it's typically not sustainable. So come back to love. That's a practice. Compassion for yourself is a practice. Every single day, how can you be gentle to yourself? Speak to yourself as your best friend. Speak to yourself as if you were just a little child. Because we have these little parts within us. If y'all go back to my IFS episode, Internal Family Systems, we have these parts within us, our inner children from a very young age that maybe we're really scared. We're f- so afraid of being abandoned. Maybe sugar became your safety 
or food became just a feeling of comfort, of, of groundedness that you were seeking so badly as a child. And so when that part flares up, oh, if we can come back to our higher self, we all have this higher self within us, this conscious, think of it as like your parent self, the one that's loving and compassionate. And if we can start being compassionate towards these little parts that are just wanting to be loved, so much healing happens there. But for this episode in particular, besides practicing compassion towards yourself, I want to give you practical tools for navigating a holiday, navigating Easter this weekend. So a couple tips. One, number one, is if you are going to a party, an Easter party, going to see family, it is so huge and important that you bring something with you that you can eat, that you enjoy, that is protein-based, that will satisfy you. So if you go to the party and all they have is like Cheetos and and chocolate and fried chicken that you've got something to reach for that you can stay satiated and you can enjoy yourself and so things that I would bring um well if you're road tripping there for sure pack stuff in the car so things like for myself I often do like boiled eggs whole fruit I'll bring like berries even bananas oranges um I'll roast sweet potatoes in the air fryer so easy and I'll just cook a bunch of them and bring them in a Tupperware um, I usually bring chicken or I'll make a steak and cut it into little pieces and then have bites, steak bites. This is like my favorite road trip stuff. Real food, real food. Say you don't have time to cook. Can you get things like jerky? Like I love wild Zora jerky or chopsticks. Just like a real food source of jerky, quality meat, preferably grass fed. Check the ingredients. A lot of times they add a bunch of stuff, soy, things like that. So just look for ones that are basically just meat. Um, ingredients, brands, again, like Chomps, Wild Zora, Vermont Jerky, Nick Sticks, things like that. Um, so jerkies are great. For a party, bring things, things I love to bring to parties, like bacon-wrapped asparagus, and I use like Peterson Farms bacon. Or if you like shrimp, you can bring cocktail shrimp. Eat cocktail shrimp all party long. Eat some crawfish. I'm excited for that. Um, I, I'm from Louisiana, and so going home... I'm going to see my parents and family. And so we'll have boiled crawfish, which is awesome. So I'll do boiled crawfish. And I usually, again, I'll bring a bunch of boiled eggs, which is perfect for Easter eggs. Um, You can make your own like paleo chicken salad. I have clients who just rave about paleo chicken salad. Um, my favorite recipe is from like the Real Food Dietitian. They've got an awesome uh, like Whole30 or paleo chicken salad. So make a ton of that and just bring that. And you can bring it with the... Uh, Simple Mills crackers, which are like almond flour based. So just a, just an up-leveled option for a party. Other things I like are like charcuterie boards, but basically just meat and, meat and like olives and grapes and nuts. That's a great thing for a party. And I use Applegate meats. Those are such a good go-to. Um, you can set, get Applegate at like if, you're for, like if you go to Publix or Whole Foods or sprouts most stores even agb sells them so i'll get like salamis and pepperonis and do little wraps that's protein and then with like nuts or again i said olives or anything else you like on a charcuterie board think real food i'll just keep preaching that think real food how can i add more real food to my plate and by real food i mean things that our hunter gatherer ancestors would eat that is going to be the best like default go-to okay um other things i like to bring like super simple if you're on the go and your maybe chips is your go-to up level up level to like siete chips and guacamole 
And guacamole is going to be healthy fat. And I would advise you to pair that with some protein because it can be really easy still to go through a bag of Siete chips. So slow down with them, put them on a plate, sit down while you're eating. These are all really good intentions to have when you go to a party to not eat like just grazing, but actually put your food on a plate and go sit and eat. Talk to somebody like, hey, I'm going to grab this. Like, come sit with me and like slow down with it. Pay attention to your food. And then in the meantime, what I like to do, like when I am walking around is having a club soda, having something to sip on to give myself something to do. All right, other things I like to bring are like dark chocolate covered strawberries. Y'all, these are so easy and like the best, my favorite go-to dessert. Um, I use like 80% chocolate or 70% or greater percent uh, cacao content dark chocolate. I'll just melt it. You can either like boil some water underneath like a double boiler kind of system um, or I'll just straight up put it on the in the pot and just do it on real low heat. It'll melt so quickly and I'll add coconut oil to it and it makes a dipping sauce and just dip the strawberries in it, put them in the fridge. Good to go. I make these all the time for my boyfriend and my me when we have date nights and it's such a special treat. It feels super decadent, but it's so easy. And right now with all the fresh strawberries, just get organic strawberries if you can and voila. And if you're looking for dark chocolate brands, I love looking for like organic brands, fair trade, ultra eco is my go-to or Choco love, but there's great dark chocolate. Um, just look for 70% or greater because the more cacao content, that means the less sugar and the less, and then there's no milk, there's no dairy. So typically after 70%, there's no dairy. And I would also, I like ultra ego cause there's like 40% iron. Um, I, I like looking at the iron and the dark chocolate. And some of them have, like, such high sources. Some of them have low sources. So I'm just... That's one thing I look at. Anyways, dark chocolate-covered strawberries are also a good go-to. Um, Adel's. Adel's sells great sausages. They even have these at Costco. So you could just cut up a bunch of sausages, put little toothpicks in them. Kind of, like, think, like, beanie weenies, but they're just little, like, you know, chop up little little rounds of sausage. So you could do that. You could add that to your charcuterie board. Something protein to go to. Um, other things would be to, you know, even just bringing for like, ask yourself, what do you reach for at a party? Like, what's your kryptonite? Is there a simple swap you could go to? So maybe for a party, you're like all about the chocolate chip cookies and the, the brownies. So can you bring yourself like you could get Capello's, which makes them out of almond flour and they're less sugar, um, simple mills, same thing. But if you are a sugar addict or really, you know, really having a rough time with your sugar cravings, those might not be the best. I find for myself, especially in the beginning, just abstaining from that kind of thing, like the swaps, helps so much. Because although the ingredients are way better, and I'd way rather you choose that, sometimes they just ignite sugar cravings. And it's like they become food with no break. So all of a sudden you have one and you want 20. Speaking from personal experience, <laughs> having one, then I'm all of a sudden my like sugar dragons lit up. And it just requires a lot more energy for me not to continue to eat. Versus if I just don't start and I don't have any of that and I just reach for like super dark chocolate, which usually doesn't spike something in me. Like I'll have like an 85% bar um, and have a couple pieces. That's so much easier for me to like not feel like I'm going to go overboard than having like a Simple Bills brownie, which just tastes so good. Um, And then I have to kind of use a lot of the mindfulness tools and it just takes more energy. So as I mentioned, sometimes it's just easier. Know yourself, easier to abstain. Uh, But if you are going to eat it, again, slow down with it. Take your time. Enjoy every bite. Let your whole body and your brain experience it. And then give yourself something after you eat that indulgence. I call this post-indulgence rituals. 
This is what I teach all my clients, all my 21-day resetters. It's like, once if you eat something that you know is kind of like a food no-break, which means, like, a food you start eating and, all, and, like, you instantly, you're like, I want another bite. I want another piece. So give yourself something to do right after that, whether it's put a, you know, piece of gum in your mouth. Um, you can do, like, a pure gum or get a hot tea. That's one of my favorite go-tos is a hot tea. Favorite go-to, to be honest, especially when it's hot, is cold sparkling water. And, like, right when I finish, I go grab one. And I just, like, this is, like, my, it's almost like a post-dessert or post-indulgence ritual to re- to train my brain like hey that experience is over that's okay and you can notice if your brain starts to cling to that and you just keep breathing through it but give yourself something to go to so it has something to look forward to versus just kind of being in this limbo and it's looking for a dopamine hit which is typically going to get another serving so have it reach for the tea have it reach for the spritz club soda and give yourself something to do okay the other things like at a party or for Easter specifically, yeah, Easter's full of chocolate, gold brick eggs, heavenly hashes. <laughs> this is one I remember using used to ride home my family. We'd all go, it was six of us, four kids, and we would just be in the car binging on chocolate like the entire way home in sugar in and out of sugar comas, and it was awful. I felt it would feel terrible, and then you, I'd feel terrible, and then what does that trigger? Uh, me to want to eat more sugar to numb out from that terrible feeling. And that's what happens. We end up just starting that train, eating so much and then feeling awful. So future project, like, is that how you want to feel? Probably not. How do you want to feel? I know for myself, it's like setting the intention. When I go home, I want to be energized. I want to be engaged with my family. I don't want to be sluggish and slow and wanting to just be in a grumpy mood because I'm deprived from like having a sugar crash. And or feeling just bad about myself because I've eaten 20 pounds of sugar. So set that intention. Visualize yourself. How do you want to feel? Who is the best version of you showing up at this party, at this gathering? What are they doing? What are their behaviors? Spell that out and then embody that. Like, what are you doing when they bring out the cake? What are you doing when they bring out the, the chocolate Easter baskets? What's the empowered decision that you're making? Like, yeah, you could eat all that chocolate, but then what? It's like, oh, that'll be great for five minutes. And then what will you feel? I was like, oh, what would I feel if I like empowered myself and went and made a tea, got some of my, the you know, ate three dark chocolate covered strawberries and enjoyed every bite of them. And then, and then hung out with my family. How would you feel going home? And just really visualize that what you want to see from yourself and trust that that's you can embody that and just practice it and with visualization you're doing the reps in your mind so your mind knows what to do so figure out like something that helps so much is mapping out like what you can expect from one of these events like where do you trip up the most is it when someone comes and offers you something and it's hard to say no well visualize that visualize you know aunt betty coming up to you with a plate of cookies and she's like what are you gonna do all right, do you want one of these? I made these just for you. Take a big breath. Do you really want to eat that cookie? Maybe. Maybe part of you does because they taste good. But that higher part may know, like, that's just going to make you want to, you know, be like, screw it all and binge. And is that what you want? Like, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel empowered? What is that empowered self doing? Oh, Aunt Betty, thank you so much. I'll get, I'll get one later. Or no, thank you right now. No, th- or just no thank you, period. 
oh, I'm good right now. No, thanks. But, and sometimes hosts just want to make sure that you're being supported. So they're offering you stuff because they just want to take care of you. So it really isn't about like you saying yes to the cookie or them watching you eat that cookie. Sometimes it's just like they want to support you. So you can be like, oh, these look so good. Thank you so much. I'm okay right now. Could you get me a drink? Could you get me a club soda? Do you have coffee? You know what? I'm really, I would love a tea right now. Do you buy, could I bother you for a tea? And Aunt Betty's probably like, oh my gosh, I would love to get you tea. Like, so sometimes it's just knowing that they just want to give you love. And so you don't have to turn them down for, if you're like fearful of turning down from that, ask for something else that you want. Ask for a water. Be like, you know what? These look so good. I'll get one later. I'm so thirsty right now. Or again, just practice. No, thank you. Period. Not needing to justify. I know this was a big lesson for me. Used to think that I needed to explain myself. And just saying no thank you and breathing. And if they keep prompting you, just stick with your boundaries. No thank you. But blah, 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 blah. Or why not? Oh, I'm good right now. Thank you. No thank you. Like you really, it's amazing when you can just not engage. It dies out. And usually it's not as big of a deal as you may think it is. And if they keep prompt prying you for information, like, why not? Come on, eat it. Just see if you can soften your body. Don't get, um, you know, it's hard not, sometimes to not feel like you have to defend yourself. Just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm experimenting on my diet. I've been having, you know, if you feel the need to explain digestive issues, I'm working on my health, you know, so I'm just testing some stuff out right now. The more general you can keep it, the better. And again, don't feel like you have to defend yourself. If anything, ask where the bathroom is. Take a little break. Get away from Aunt Betty for a second. And then regather yourself and come back. Say, you know, oh, I, you know, change the subject. Oh, look, grandma's over there. Or no, thank you, Aunt Betty, but how's your house? How's your sister? How's your, how's your project going? And let her go on a different tangent. So this is all just practice. No, you know, if you've got a certain food pusher in your house, you can even let them know ahead of time. Hey, you know, I'm working on this. I love all your food, but I'm like really trying to break some, some habits to improve my health. So if I, you know, if I'm eating a little weird or different this weekend, know that it's just because of that. And I'm, I'm really working on myself. So I love your support. And usually people are just like, they they want to support you. So if that's something that could be helpful, you can just let your host or anyone in your family that you feel like may push you, let them know ahead of time what's going on. All right. Now, the other things that are so helpful, regardless of what happens this weekend, maybe you have super good intentions and things go a little awry. You drink a little, your inhibitions go down. Also notice that as a trigger. Set yourself up for success. Biggest thing is having food that you know is good for you available for those moments but say things go awry at least set yourself up to return back to your best self when you get back because that's one of the biggest things a lot of times you know one weekend if you have a couple indulgences that's okay to forgive yourself to that it just doesn't become the slippery slope which is so often it's like ugh, you know I screwed up this weekend I'm just gonna binge and start over Monday And if you can catch that and just realize that every moment's a new moment for you to show up for yourself again, that it's not all or none, 
It's not black or white. If you have a little bit of a slip or something that you identify that like wasn't your best option, great. What's the next empowered choice you could make? Could you go get a glass of water? Could you go for a little walk? Like what's that next empowered choice that can up level? And I teach this to my clients is casting votes for yourself. Okay. It doesn't mean just one vote to your like not so best self means that everything's ruined because you have infinite number of votes left in the day to show up for your best self. So cast a vote for best you, that visualization of how the best you shows up for this event. What's a, what's something that you can do that best self would do? As I mentioned, water, walking, choosing protein on your plate. Like just keep casting votes for your best self. And kind of back to the, when you get home. So even if the weekend goes a little crazy, set yourself up for success when you get home. So if you have eaten a bunch of sugar over the weekend, chances are you're going to have some pretty, maybe some intense sugar cravings when you get back. So to reduce temptation, get it out of the house, have meals set up ready to go for you when you get back. This could be something so easy, but like keeping a rotisserie chicken or having a meal delivery or grocery delivery scheduled when you get back. Something that's so easy to prepare. I used to like put chipotle bowls in my fridge that were just like chicken and guac and, and lettuce. And I would just have that ready for me when I got home. Um, just anything like that, that you can go towards and, and be nice to your future self. So future self, imagine your future self is tired, craving sugar, like worst case scenario. How are you going to set her up or him up for success when you get back? Because this is how we nip the slippery soap in the bud. Prep for those like transition days when you get back from a vacation or get back from a holiday to go back to your best self practices. Eating whole foods, not binging on sugar. The biggest thing is getting the temptation out because when sugar dragon's on and there's cookies on the counter or there's chocolate everywhere, it's so easy to impulsively reach for it. But if it's out of sight, out of mind, it makes it so much better. If you've got kids that have candy and like that's understandable, can you put it out of sight at least not have it readily available for your eyes have backup options for you in those moments if you get triggered to eat for candy can you reach for a club soda first can you have like a hundred percent or ninety percent dark chocolate in the freezer you can pinch off a square slow down eat that instead if you get triggered and just again these are just reconditionings and feel the feelings back to the very beginning of like numbing Using sugar to numb, using food to escape an emotional, you know, an unpleasant emotion. Or the feelings like you're feeling guilty about the weekend or feeling shameful. Like that usually triggers sugar binges because we don't want to feel that. So if you can just be with that and just find compassion for yourself. Feel those feelings. It's okay to feel those feelings. Those are so normal and they're going to pass. And just come back to an affirmation, something like, I am on my path. I am on my path. I'm doing so well. Redirect your attention. What am I doing well? What am I doing well? What did I do well this weekend? That question, when you can ask those empowering questions, it's so game changing. Because when we fixate on where we did bad, quote unquote bad, which it isn't bad. But when we fixate on that, we create more of it. Because we just put ourselves in a state of demotivation, of shame, of guilt, 
and that fuels more poor behaviors. But when we can put our attention on what we did well, well, I didn't eat as much as I normally do. I was more conscious. I went on that walk. I drank water when I woke up. It builds momentum. And we want to keep showing up for ourselves. Wow, I did do a lot right. I just am working with a client, Annabelle, and it's so sweet to see. She like Sometimes she comes into the, our sessions and she thinks she had like a not-so-great week. But every time, our, all of my sessions, any client, we always start with what's going well and have them rampage about anything that they did right. And it's like, wow, I actually did have a really good week. And so she was always amazed. She's like, wow, I, you know, I didn't think I did that great, but like I did do so much for myself. So y'all, please do that for yourself. Even right now, like sit down and just close your eyes and think like, what's one thing that I could be proud of myself for today or this week? Did I do a workout? Did I make a good dinner? Did I have a good lunch that I'm proud of? Did I, you know, resist a temptation that I can be proud of? And as we, the more we acknowledge, the more we're going to do that. Our energy goes where attention flows or attention flows where energy goes. Either way, you create more of what you put your focus on. So focus on the good and get excited for the weekend. Get excited for all the ways that you can show up for yourself and celebrate them along the way. Like, look, I'm showing up. And let the win be you showing up in that way. Not a number on the scale or some result-based metric that you may not be able to control quite so much. But the actual act, like you can control the way you show up. So make that your win. Get excited when you choose the good option. It's fuel and you're worth that acknowledgement because you are doing a really good job. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up. But I hope that you have the best weekend, Easter. Reach out to me. DM me on Instagram, at mindfulbelly. If you need anything or if you make any simple swaps, if you have some good Easter ideas, like I want to hear them. It's so helpful. It's helpful for me for ideas. I love celebrating you. So reach out. DM me anytime at mindfulbelly. Or if you're someone on this journey that really needs help, that you're, you're in a rut or feel like you've just kind of been spinning your wheels or spent years just in these cycles, I know how frustrating it can be. And sometimes just getting the guidance, the support and accountability to pull yourself out and kind of get that, that mirror for yourself and someone to hold you up when you're feeling low, like it makes all the difference in the world. So if you are looking for help, reach out. You can set up a strategy session with me at calendly.com backslash mindful belly. All right, y'all. Happy Easter or just happy weekend. Show up for yourselves. You're so worth it.